The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to week number six of Stories from the Heart of Leadership on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and I'm so pleased to welcome you to this show today. Now, before we get started, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I left you with last time. At the end of the show last week, I asked you to let something simmer in the pot, and I let it simmer in my pot too. So here was the question. How could grace and beauty add to and strengthen your impact? What complementary cross-training could you engage yourself and your organization in that would expand your range and make you even more effective than you are already? Well, for me, uh, taking my own medicine, I decided to really implement the dance in a more on-the-ground kind of way. So today... Before the show, I was feeling a bit of um, heightened anxiety. I think it's just because I'm so excited about the topic today. And I noticed that my, my breathing was fast and my heart rate was up. So I put on a piece of beautiful music and I danced in my office. I just spent two or three minutes doing that just to ground myself. And you know what? It worked. I'm feeling a lot more grounded. I feel like I can be more effective from this place than I could from the two minutes before. So that's, that's what simmered for me this week. I'll have something for you at the end of this show to let sit, and hopefully I'll hear from you over the week. So on Saturday, I took my older son to see a movie called Divergent. It's an awesome movie, a great teen book that we both read, and then we went to see the movie and we quite enjoyed it. Here's what I noticed. In the trailers that came before this movie, oh, and by the way, the theater was just filled with girls, um, which delighted and terrified my son, um, but just girls, girls, girls coming in because the main character in this movie is a, is a young girl, uh, well, she's a teenager, and she's uh, someone who's coming into her power. So I thought it was a great theme for girls and for kids in general, and I noticed that um, I was really appreciating that about the movie. However, what I also noticed is that the trailers for other movies and this movie as well evoked a lot of anxiety in me. 
there's um, in this dystopian landscape that is so often the subject of teen movies and books these days, there's just a lot of life or death that young people have to deal with. And adults seem to be absent from the picture, or at least if they're there, not contributing to any sense of um, security or safety for these kids. So I've noticed myself over the two nights since that movie, uh, having bad dreams, dreams of people chasing me, trying to kill me. Um, I'm sure there's a deeper meaning to all of this, which I will explore. But my concern as a as a parent of young kids is if I have re- resources and the resilience to deal with this kind of anxiety, and it still evokes it self in me to this extent that I'm having bad dreams and noticing that I'm thinking about it all the time, what must it be like for the kids? So talking about resources, I've been very blessed over the past years to have amazing partnerships, to have met just tremendous people who have partnered with me in many different ways. And I'm so thrilled to have one of those partners here with me today. Let me introduce you to Royal Carney. He is the physical education teacher at Bond Academy, which is a private school here in Toronto. My kids are blessed to have gone to this school since they were very, very young. And what I'm most appreciative in this moment is my partnership with the school, with Royal, and with the kids. And Royal's here today because I asked him to come and talk about a program that he and I have been delivering to these kids over the last couple of years called Power Circles. So welcome, Royal. Hi, Shameen. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. So I thought we would get started by talking a little bit about what led you to start this this leadership program. Well, um, it's... Uh it's, it's, it has lots to do with um, how uh, uh, our, our curriculum gears itself around our health units. And um, that's, that's, that was the first thing. Like, with, uh, like year after year, I'd find myself in our health units teaching, uh, um, you know, oranges and apples are healthy for you and Snickers bars are not. But right. after a while, the, kid, the kids get that, right? And they get hygiene. They get... They get uh, healthy eating and all the aspects that our curriculum uh, wants us to teach, right? Yes. Um, and there's so much information out there for them now. Like, I mean, all of them are on the Internet, and they can access that stuff. I mean, we still go over that. But I thought, how could we get outside the box here at Bond as far as teaching um, what mental health is about, not just physical health? Because we talk about physical health all the time in a gym class and and like I said, for years we've been following the same old curriculum. Um, but I, I find, for especially kids nowadays, having people to talk to or having an outlet where they can express themselves um, and improve themselves uh, emotionally through uh, you know having people to talk to about what they're going through is a was a huge uh, huge part piece of the puzzle of. Uh, physical education curriculum that's missing. So um, in getting to know you over the years, I thought this would be, and then talking to you, we both came to the understanding or realization that this would be a great thing to implement when we have the freedom in a private school to do so. So um, also another element to it is like I'm a big uh, coach in various sports. I love to coach and I love to learn and 
uh, improving it. And I know that most professional teams have sports psychologists that talk to people about, to the players about anxiety, about uh, performance issues, about playing under pressure. And uh, I thought this would be a great thing to bring in with our teams too. So have you come in and work with them um, on uh, certain team building aspects? And uh, it's just growing from there, from our our conversations to the program that uh, we built now. Um, I, I don't know of any other school that's doing a, a leadership life coaching element to their phys ed program, and uh, uh, it's nice to kind of uh, have a unique thing going here. So, you know what I? There are so many things that I appreciate about you and and what you've just said. First of all, it just um, the freedom and the flexibility that we have to do this because you do work in a private school. So there's just. Um, uh, a little bit more leeway to play with with new ideas and test things and try them out. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's that's one thing I love. The second thing is I am just wowed by the courage. Now I don't, I'm not sure if you would characterize it this way, but I have often thought Royal is a very courageous man because it is an outside of the box idea, and there was an ease with which you decided to ask and then started playing and co-creating with me and them that mm-hmm. I, I just really, really appreciate. Would you characterize that as courageous from your I don't perspective? Know. I never thought of it that way. No, I mm. just like, um, I, I love to learn and explore and try di- different things. So um, if, if it's, if it can benefit the student and um, if, if I know it's going to be, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be something that works and I'm, I'm all over it. So that that's more how I. But I never thought of it as courageous. But uh, I appreciate you saying so. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I mean, um, there are many people who would be stuck in their way and think that their way is the only way. And so that's the out of the box courage that I see in in you. And I love that you. you didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> that's no, awesome. I, but you know, like when I was a kid, all I wanted from my teachers or coaches was someone that that, that like understood you and. Yeah would talk, take their time out of the day to talk to you and know your name and uh, take an interest in you, right? And if I had a program like this as a kid, I mean, wow, who knows how far I could have went in sports or, or any other endeavor that I chose. Uh, so um, when we can put implement something like this that's going to benefit them in the long run, even if they don't see it now, the lessons that they learn that they can look back on and call upon and when they're adults, to help their life because some of, some of the best coaches that I had, uh, well, one in particular, um, I, I use what he teaches me now. I, don't, I didn't use it when I was a kid. I didn't understand it so much, right? I, did, I, I understood how he was being hard on me and honest with me, but didn't much lo- love it. But yeah. uh, now I use all his lessons. Of and uh, I've, I've gone back and thanked him for it, right? So... Um, I know that is something that will help the kids. So I think it's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you talk about knowing the kids and knowing their names and having uh, them having someone to talk to, I didn't think about this in such simple ways when you asked me at the beginning. But I noticed, you know, I was at the school on Friday picking up my kids. And I realized, because there are a lot of kids in the school, and I never knew I would remember all of their mm-hmm. names. Yeah. I'm greeting each of them the by name now. Well, your memory can, can do it if you yeah. like, 
focus on it, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, if, if you would mi- wouldn't mind, I would like to share a little bit about my side of it from sure. when you asked me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you asked me if I would, you, know, so you said, you know, I'm tired of teaching about nutrition. They already get it. I've, <laughs> yeah. How many times can I talk about that? Why don't you come and do something with your coaching work with us? And I thought, yeah. great. And then I thought, oh God, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to work with kids? I thought, because honestly, all my work has been in the, in the adult world, in the corporate realm. And I mm-hmm. thought, how is this ever going to apply to children? Right. So um, what you may not know is that I reached out to my professional community right. uh, online and I said, I need some help. Um, I've been asked to do some work with some kids. We've agreed that we're going to do the first, the first year anyway, we were going to do everyone from grade one through yeah, grade eight. That's right. And I said, how am I going to do this? So the, the kinds of responses I got were quite beautiful. I mean, one person said, well, you're a mom, so you know lots about kids. And I went, oh, right. <laughs> I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and then others uh, popped in with ideas of what they had done. But what I wanted to do, I mean, the, the place that I thought I would start from is uh, – using what I do with adults. And mm-hmm. one of the things that anchors all of this leadership development work is what is the vision that you have for yourself? Or what is the outcome that you want yeah. to create? Or what is the thing that matters so much to you that you do anything to make it happen? Mm-hmm. And I asked my professional community, you know, what would you do around visioning with kids? And somebody uh, was gracious enough to have a phone call with me. Actually, she spent about an hour with me on the phone and talked about something she had done in a, uh, it was sort of an art-based workshop or program with kids where they they used art Mm -hmm. to express themselves. And I didn't know what I would do with what she had shared, but I was just so grateful for anybody who would sort of toss this around with me. And I remember coming to school because our first program was a week long. Mm-hmm. And I remember I came on the Monday. Oh, and I also checked with my kids, my kids who are, you know, in my opinion, the experts here. Yeah. <laughs> I said to them, how should I begin? And they said, Mom, you should use that rap song that you really like. Mm-hmm. And I did. I took um, an MC Yogi song called Be the Change. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's called the Gandhi Rap. Right. And the frame is a little bit of a story about um, Gandhi and what he stood for. And there's a video with all these images. Um, and I thought, let's just start with that. Yeah. So we came in. I had the projector. I had the video. Yeah, sometimes, they love that. That's sometimes video. the video, the internet worked. Sometimes it didn't. Um, <laughs> but that first day, I think that's what we did. We made some agreements about confidentiality, and that's then we right. played the video. Mm-hmm. And I asked you. I remember asking you, what do you think we should do tomorrow at the end of the day? And you said, "Uh, I'm not sure. And I said, well, let's just both go sleep on it and we'll know what to do in the morning. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Exactly. And there's another example of the trust, you know, Mm -hmm. the the willingness and the courage that that you were willing to place in the process and in our partnership. Mm -hmm. You know, I just realized something. The the title that I gave to this episode of Stories from the Heart of Leadership is Powerful Partnership, and I I haven't really said that um, so explicitly. Uh, This is about the partnership between you and me in bringing this in, but it's also in the partnership between us and the kids. Yeah, exactly. Right. And the thing that I loved most was that the next day we began with, um, uh, we let them tell us. We, We let them tell us, and that's what led us into day two. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, and then a lot of te- times as a teacher, you find that like the best plans, or even as a coach, your best 
practice plan, you think, oh, this is great. I've got every minute mapped out. It's going to work perfect. Yeah, it's the worst practice you've ever had. Whereas the other ones, you have a you have a general idea of what you want to do, and it's the best practice or, or class that you've had, right? So sometimes it's nice to work intuitively like we did a couple of times. Not that it was on purpose a few times, but right. <laughs> but it worked out, right? And we started to allow the class to take its own uh, lead in a way, right? Which was so beautiful because I think if what we want is to help kids to build resilience and mm-hmm. to feel empowered, then right. how better to do that than to co-create with them? Yeah, exactly. So I remember gathering up all the art supplies, all the arts and craft supplies yeah. that I had here in the <laughs> house and coming in the next day. And do you remember what happened when we put out all that stuff and said, go, you know, mm-hmm. create something? Yep. Tell us what happened, what you remember. Well, I, rem- I remember uh, that they started to uh, take initiative in, and create, right, different types of, uh, you know, pictures or goals for themselves or various things like that. It was it was almost for me it was almost like we were holding a rubber band and it was and they saw all the art supplies there and as soon as we oh, yeah, said, yeah, no, exactly. it was like that elastic band got slingshotted out and off they went. Yeah, I'm so used to that with the gym equipment, right? I, I forgot about that part, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah well, like it's I, like yeah, you put out balls in the gym and like you, you hold the back, hold the back. Okay, go boom. Right, right. <laughs> off they go. Them. Yeah. Yeah. What they taught me that day was that children are natural creators, and yes. I I didn't know I didn't know that. I mean, I think I intuitively may have known that all humans are naturally creative, but I had never really experienced it in that way. And I thought that was just um, amazing learning for me. Yes, yes, well, exactly. And um, it's nice when you can kind of like uh, um, foster that in a, in a in a student, right, and not get in the way of it. To kind yes. of stay out of the way and let it just grow on its own because it's yes. so creative at that age if you don't take it out of them, right? If, if a parent or a teacher doesn't beat it out of someone. Exactly. Well, you can't do this, you can't do that, or putting too many rules or limitations on, on, a, on an assignment or a class or what have you. It's nice when you can see them create and uh, see their little minds work, right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. to see them do that just so... Um, in such a, there was just such freedom for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Absolutely. So we're going to head to a break in a moment. But before we do, I want to give you listeners the, the call-in number, one eight 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 three four six nine one four one. If you'd like to call in and join the conversation, talk with Royal and me uh, about what you've noticed in kids or maybe have questions about our program, which we're going to describe in more detail in the next segment, then please give us a call. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We're talking with Royal Carney from Bond Academy about powerful partnership, and we'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the best-kept secrets for success in business and life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. Boxing, like networking, is a contact sport. The more contacts and connections you make, the greater your success. If you're a business owner, sales agent, or job seeker, it's all about the connection. If you want help in your corner, pick up a copy of Knockout Networking today by speaker and author Michael Goldberg. Michael's book will absolutely help you generate more prospects, more referrals, and more business, or more job leads, or even more social connections. Knockout Networking will help you feel more confident speaking with people you don't know. Determine who your target market is, the best way to introduce yourself at business meetings, how to deliver an elevator pitch, follow-up, and how to generate more leads. Social media isn't always the answer, but Knockout Networking is. Visit KnockoutNetworking.com to pick up your copy of Michael Goldberg's book, Knockout Networking. Remember, nothing happens in business without a connection, so make the right connections. Visit KnockoutNetworking.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. Before we jump back into the conversation with Royal about the power circles at Bond Academy, I want to take a moment to acknowledge my sponsors. I've been very blessed to have three amazing, uh, two amazing individuals and one amazing organization sponsor me so far. And I want to talk about Jim Anderson and Dan Holden. These are two mentors, colleagues, friends, uh, beloved ones in my life who were willing to sponsor me. And both of them have books that they want you to know about. Jim's book is called How to Find a Silver Lining in Every Dark Cloud. And you can find that on his website, fit2lead.com. And Dan's book is called Lost Between Lives. And you can find that on his website, danielholdenassociates.com. My third sponsor is a professional partner of mine. Uh, Another powerful partnership that I'm in is with the Full Circle Group. And you can find them at fcg-global.com. And there'll be more from them coming soon. Also, if you want to connect with me, you can do so on Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, just using my name, Shamin Sadiq, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, my last name is S-A-D-I-Q, or you can follow me on Twitter at Shamin Sadiq, or you can sign up for my newsletter at AnjaliLeadership.com. So those are many ways to get in touch, and if you want to reach us today and join the conversation, one 346 9141 is the number to call. So, Royal, I wanted to pick up on something that you said at the end of the last segment about um, how if we don't 
kind of teach them out of their creativity, kids will be very naturally creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that struck me when we did this program in the first year was um, when we, we started with that frame of be the change. And I remember asking in one class, you know, if you could change one thing in your life, what would you change? And uh, a young person put up his hand and said, I would like to be who I really am. Mm-hmm. not who anybody else tells me I have to be. And whenever I have remembered that moment or shared that moment um, with anybody who's been talking with me about this program, it brings me nearly to tears mm-hmm. that at that at that young age, somebody already has the sense that who they are isn't enough or isn't right mm-hmm. or you know needs to be something other than who they really are. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's when it starts, right? If you think about it, I think back to when I was in school. I mean, you uh, around grade six, seven, and eight, particularly seven and eight and, and, and on, you started to not really be your true self. Not, not it doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens to a lot of people, where you worry about what other people think. Kids make fun. Um, you're a little bit embarrassed. Some people are embarrassed about their parents, where the their background, where they come from, where they live, what car their parents drive, and all these things add up to not being able to express yourself in a proper proper way and enjoy yourself and enjoy your life and grow and be the the person you're supposed to be. But whereas you look at a grade one or two or three, they 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 completely have no inhibitions and yes. and they really take to to. Um, acting crazy in gym class, if you tell them to jump on one foot, do a crazy dance, get creative with, if I do an obstacle course and I ask the grade threes to get creative with it, do anything, a handstand, walk on their hands, walk on their back, bear crawl, they'll do anything and they get creative with it and they love it and have fun, whereas if I ask the grade eights to do it, it doesn't work. They won't do it. <laughs> they don't get creative. They're embarrassed. They're worried about what the kids think, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that the where we've we've gone with this so far has been amazing because you've asked them the question of like how they feel about themselves and what type of goals they want to set and what type of person or qualities it's going to take to get there, right? And I think that's a great question to ask at a young age because you don't have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life, but being the person that you want to be to get there eventually is what you want to aim for, right? And identify with. So. It's it's true, and I, I have to say, my learning has been immense through this process because I again I didn't I didn't expect that to be one of the things that came up, and so when we created for this year, we decided instead of doing it all in one week that we would spread it out over the school year, and so I've been coming mm-hmm. um, approximately once per month, yeah. and I missed I missed a couple dates because things got shifted at the school, and the kids I mean surprisingly to me they they say are you coming tomorrow mm-hmm. and I. Say, say, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. And they're so disappointed, some mm-hmm. of them, um, which just warms my heart. And, and that's great to hear, right? Yes, it because, is great to uh, hear. That's just showing, giving you feedback right there on how much they're enjoying the work. And as we know, like a number of parents have come to you and complimented and, and, and said the work you're doing is, is great. So-and-so is coming home and telling them about it. And, um, and, and we've had a number of kids come up to you, too, and talk privately about things that... Um, they want to improve in their lives too, right? Yes, yes. And, um, you know, some have come to say how much it helps them given that, you know, and this is the thing. I, again, you know, I mean, my children are uh, children with divorce 
parents, separated yeah. parents, and there are other children who obviously are, many children are in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I guess I kind of made up a story in my mind that because this is a private school, they would be somewhat less burdened with problems. And mm-hmm. what I'm learning is that that, of course, is not the case, that yeah. what my kids are facing and what, um, you know, anybody that you kind of talk to is facing, there are common concerns that these kids have. And they find that they've told me a few of them that, having this program in their school has made it easier for them to deal with some of the things that they're dealing with at home. And that is just um, the greatest gift that I could ever receive from Mm -hmm. my efforts and your effort, our efforts. Yes, definitely. I think think when kids can identify with an adult as being human, right? I think that's a huge thing and they can relate to you so much more because I mean, I try to share examples with a lot of the kids that I, the trouble that I, I was in when I was in school. I got in lots of trouble. And um, once they get older, um, into grade seven and eight, I tell them. And then I tell them how I had some good people to help me turn it around. And, but it could have easily went the other way. And then I, I know I've had feedback from parents coming and t- telling me that uh, so-and-so was really... Uh, happy that I shared that with them because it makes, and, sh- and one of the moms said, it makes you more human and they can identify with that. And I was like, yeah, that, that's that's true. That's a great point. Because it's hard to de- identify with perfection, right? I can't really identify with the Dalai Lama because yeah. he's a monk who's studied and prayed his whole life, but we have to live our lives and pay bills and go through lots of failure to get to success eventually, right? And then more failure. So I think kids can identify with that big time as well. You know, it's funny that you use the Dalai Lama as an example. A friend of mine went to see him when he came here to Toronto, Mm -hmm. and he told me this story about how um, someone asked him a question. Someone asked a question. I I don't know what the question was. And the Dalai Lama kind of looked at the person who asked the question, thought for a minute, and then said, I don't know, and moved on (laughs) to the next. (laughs) And he said to me, my friend said to me, that was the most freeing thing I ever... That's a great answer. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, how well, that's awesome! What I do that? love about him. He doesn't claim to be to know everything, right? Yeah, and and I think in in roles like we're in certain roles. So your role is, you know, the the gym teacher. And my yeah. God, the kids just love you. They can't stop talking about you know you and the programs. They love gym. My two boys, when I asked them what was the best thing about their day, every day it's gym. <laughs> so um, so kudos to you for for having that. Um, that impact and that influence on them. Um, but they but they will look at you and your role and say, you know, I want to be like him. He's perfect. He's, he's, he's the person I should aspire to be like. Or they'll look at the principal and think, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, or, or even me when I come in. And other parents have said this to me too. They've said, you know, you have problems at home with your kids? How is that possible? You look like you, 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 you've got it all together. Well, yeah. actually, uh, that's the whole point here is yeah. that we're all human and we exactly. all have stuff that's going on. And I think that for these kids, it's very important for them to see that um, we too struggle with mm-hmm. things so that they can um, not feel so alone in their struggles, know that yeah. they're not the only ones. Yes, exactly. This year, when we set the program, I mean, from the learning from last year, we decided to do it this way, coming once a month this year. And I want to talk a little bit about the structure that that we've put into place, again, with the caveat that we're going from month to month, kind of letting the experience in the moment teach us what to do next. 
but I thought that this time uh, putting a little bit more structure around it at the outset would be helpful. And so Mm -hmm. we began again with this sense of vision and we asked the kids in the first class um, what to imagine themselves at the end of the school year, because I think that's a nice time frame for kids. And we also limited it this year to grades four through eight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the grades one through three were a delight to work with, and I would work with them any day of the week. And yeah. like you said, they're just so open and pure love and yeah, just totally. loving and yeah. Um, but grade four to eight seemed like um, uh, a little bit more conducive to the additional structure for this year. And so we began by saying, what could you accomplish in this school year? What's a goal that you could set for yourself that you would like to achieve by June? And we did a little guided visualization to have them imagine themselves in eight months or 10 months in the future in Mm -hmm. September. And they each came up with something. And then we tracked those goals. Um, We wrote them down. Uh, And then I was at the dollar store, which is quickly becoming my favorite place for shopping. And I found these little notebooks and I thought, you know what? I think if we got them each a notebook, it would be a place for them to record this program this year. So brought those to the school and asked them. uh, I'd also printed out a little sticker for each of them with their name and their goal that they had established. And in the second month, we handed them these notebooks and asked them to draw a picture of themselves um, achieving that goal. So this was just more of the anchoring in the vision. I think that it's great to say what I want to create, but then to have some way of representing it, some picture or or something, some words. Um, And what I remember about that day, which is the coolest, was some of those books had butterflies on them and some had uh, hearts and mm-hmm. I think that was it butterflies are hearts yeah. and you took a butterfly didn't you I, I did I've got one with a butterfly on it and it's, it's it's sitting right in front of me right now and what picture did you draw in there I did not draw a picture I have my vision board is that uh-huh. what you mean uh-huh. yeah the yeah. vision yes yes so my my vision is um, do you want me to share sure it? yeah okay. sure um, one which um centers around my um, my love for teaching and coaching. So I have various pictures of uh, sporting venues on here, a uh, basketball court, a hockey court. I have a yin and the yang sign on it for uh, the polarities in my own nature. And I also have keywords like uh, love is in the center of it. And then I have arrows pointing back and forth between different um, qualities that I would like to uh, exude along with love that interact and intertwine with it, like positive energy, intensity, passion, enthusiasm, coach, because that's uh, where my focus is, anger, which is something that I try to bring out in my coaching because I have anger, but I want to use it to, in a positive way to fuel, uh, help fuel the teams that I coach and patience, which is something I have to work on coaching. But, wow. um, uh, and then I have a cross behind it, which is um, a spiritual, has a spiritual meaning to it, but also a crossroads in my life where I would like to take on new challenges too and also improve as a coach. So, um, and I also like what we, what we did with the class too as far as... Um, um, when we were setting our goals, we wrote down supporters for our goals. 
which yes. are which are key, right? That you mentioned, like you need supporters. So not just supporters and people, but supporters and characteristics or qualities we want in ourselves. And I uh, I wrote down com- commu- positive communication, positive thoughts, thinking about love in a way of like loving what you do and loving the, the people that you're trying to help. Creativity through expanded knowledge. Um, I'm going to read more books that move me, watch documentaries that move me, talk and associate consistently with people who inspire me, and love and forgive myself more. So that's just some of the stuff that I had. And I know a lot of the kids, by going around and reading their books, had a lot of really interesting qualities that they wrote down to and great goals as well. Um, This is is the part I love the most, is when, when... So this is when I'm talking about you being courageous. This is what I mean. Like you just shared with us what you wrote on your vision board. And I've known you for a number of years. Mm -hmm. I know that love is at the center of you. But sometimes it wouldn't appear that way um, from the outside, right? (laughs) Right. Because you're a coach and you're coaching the team and you're like, go, go, go. Um, Well, yeah, like what I do, it doesn't work with a lot of parents. Well, not a lot. I would say like maybe 5% really don't like me or what I do. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm starting to find out. But that's okay. You can't win everybody over. But they don't. I, I don't think they really get what we're doing here. They they don't get the the that the passion that's behind it and the meaning that's behind it. It's meant to inspire and strengthen the kids, not to weaken them. But I I feel from when I was younger playing sports that it's um, things have softened a lot and it's gone too much the other way where we're not supposed to be honest and tell the truth to kids mm-hmm. but I'm completely honest but not everybody likes that mm-hmm. well I think that there's um, there's a dance there's a lot there's a dance that we're doing and I, I noticed this in my own life too between fierceness and love mm-hmm. and when right. we can bring them together um, then people can feel the love that's underneath the fierceness right. and they can feel the intensity and passion that's underneath the love mm-hmm. and I think that the um, dancing that line is an ongoing journey mm-hmm. and I think yeah, that there's sure. a there's a macro to this like that you know there was a there was a kind of harshness to our younger years. I mean, I'm putting mm-hmm. us in the same in the same yeah. general age group. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of a harshness to some of that. Yeah. Uh, and now there's like this, you know, overprotectiveness that yeah. my kids accuse me of regularly. Right, right. <laughs> um, where you know we're so careful, we don't want anything bad to happen to them, so right. we shield them from everything. And then there's something in between where we can bring these two qualities, fierceness and love, together. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I hear you speaking to. Mm-hmm. And some people will appreciate the fierceness and. Some people will appreciate the love. Some will appreciate both, and mm-hmm. some won't like the other. Yes, that's right. Um, which is kind of the way it is in life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. But great. you're right. It's a balance that um, if you can if you can find the balance consistently, that's the key, right? Yes, and I think that's the journey that you're in, and I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get anywhere like if there's a destination, or if it's mm-hmm. just about actually learning. Um, when to bring more of one or the other, almost like standing on one of those balancing uh, ball things, yeah. you know, and shifting exactly. your weight back and forth to shifting. find the center. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to go to a break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the more recent things that Royal and I have done with the kids at Bond Academy. This is Shamin Sadik, and you're listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We'll be right back. 
making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamine an email. Her email address is Shamine at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. I'm here with my guest today, Royal Carney from Bond Academy, and we're talking about powerful partnership. Uh, Speaking of Power Circles, the program that we've been piloting in the school, I have a public Power Circle happening in Toronto on Saturday, April the 26th. It's $149 plus tax, and at that price, it's just a a must-do if you're available and want to spend a day with me in a circle, uh, empowering yourself to create what matters most to you. You can register at my website, AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. I also wanted to tell you if you're a professional coach, uh, executive coach, or leadership development person, uh, come to the Leadership Circle Profile Certification. I'm teaching in four cities this year, Toronto, April 9th to 11th, Chicago, May 7th to 9th, Washington, D.C. area, June 11th to 13th, and in Denver, October 1st to 3rd. For more information, go to theleadershipcircle.com. We hope to see you at one of these venues. So back to us, Royal. Uh, We were just talking about some of the work that we've done more recently with the kids. Mm -hmm. What did you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to talk about uh, our under-14 boys basketball team and uh, the uh, work you did with with our team. Because um, we have a very, we had a very talented boys team this year, and they have been since uh, they were under twelve uh, in the under twelve uh, uh, division. And now uh, the last two years they've come up to under fourteen, and um, they're they're a very talented group. We've, they've been at the school since grade one, mm-hmm. all the way to grade eight, and uh, and then some grade sevens on the team as well. 
but but most of them have been here for seven years too. So um, we've worked together a lot. However, I was having uh, trouble um, bringing them together as a team. They they lacked in a couple of areas. One was communication on the court, and um, <clears throat> the other one was um, uh, energy. Like they ha- they've ha- had a consistently low energy. Um, they play hard, but there's just that lack of cohesiveness and joy to having a really great team, uh, which usually results in a championship or close to it when they can apply those principles. So um, I asked yourself to come in and work with them um, and do some exercises before uh, games and um, also uh, some group dynamic exercises on Fridays at lunch for our practice time to, to work with them. Maybe you can go over a little, uh, uh, a few of the exercises that you've, that you had, had them do. Sure. I mean, one of the things that I notice when you talk to me about them, and I have to say, my older son is part of this team, so I, mm-hmm. I have special interest in the team, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, but the uh, the kids seem to be very, these boys seem to be very, um, they had some technical competence, but they were not very relationship oriented with each mm-hmm. other. Like they're just, were quiet, mm-hmm. didn't say very much. I didn't notice them really communicating with each other, as you said. And I thought, what can I do to help them to come into a stronger relationship with each other? So, um, and, and the time bites that I had to work with them were short, you know, 30 uh-huh. minutes or less. And so I thought, okay, I got to do things that I can quickly, quickly uh, put into play and see what happens. So it was all, again, an experiment. But the very first thing I did, which we then duplicated with the grades four through eight, was I had them write down what they appreciated about each other. I asked them to, to bring a piece of paper and a pencil, and I asked them to write their name at the top of a piece of paper. And then they passed the papers around the circle. So everybody ended up with each person's paper. And I asked them to think about what were the qualities in this person that they appreciated. And this was very edgy. I mean, we're talking grade seven, six, seven, and eight boys, right? So this is edgy stuff. It's like touchy-feely, you know, stuff that they were not really used to. But they rose to the occasion magnificently. Mm -hmm. They all wrote down what they thought was great about each other. And then they sat and read um, what what they'd received. We um, So I just want to bridge that to the grades four through eight. We did that just before Christmas with everybody. Mm-hmm. And for these boys who are on the team, they got to do it twice, once with the team, once in their class. I just thought that was the most amazing day ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one child saying that another child had written something about this was my best friend from the very first day. And when that child received that feedback from his friend they both began to weep do you remember that yes yes that's right that was that just was, that was awesome and then they hugged and i don't know if you had a tear in the corner of your eye but i sure did <laughs> yeah. it was beautiful and we had many other moments like that where these children read what their friends had acknowledged about them and said um i didn't know that about myself yeah, I exactly. I didn't know that. Right. Uh, so just it's wonderful nice when, we, when our peers can say it, right? Because yes. it's, sometimes it's something we don't see in ourselves, and it's such, it's such a positive quality when someone else says it. You're, that makes you really feel good, and it hits home too, and stays with you, and you Absolutely. start viewing yourself that way too, in that positive light. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, for me, these are small. Like this seemed like a small thing, right? Oh, because mm-hmm. we do this in 
adult groups all the time yeah. that I'm circles that I'm part of. This is normal to acknowledge and appreciate each other. So for me, it felt like it was no big deal. But then, of course, as soon as we got started, I realized exactly what a big deal it actually is. That's right. And I think that there's a focus that we, as the adults in their life, can sometimes have on them um, in pointing out what's wrong. I, I know this to be true for me at home. I'm working constantly on reminding myself to acknowledge my kids for all the good things that they do because in the moment when I'm tired and frustrated and I'm a single parent sometimes it's just very frustrating and I point out you know all the things that they're doing wrong so I imagine that that may be true for most of these kids Mm -hmm. and this was just such a wonderful break or change from that so we started with the boys with that And then we moved into um, other um, conversations about the roles that they play on the team and and what they need from each other. But the thing that I think made the biggest difference actually was, again, surprisingly to me, because I was afraid to offer this to them, but I began to teach them how to uh, ground themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, relax themselves, uh, relax their minds and their bodies, and begin to actually draw energy from the earth into their bodies. And because I came to the point where I watched them play a game where they won, but they won and they didn't play very energetically. So I thought, okay, you know what? All this team stuff aside, what if I taught them to energize from the earth? Would that make any difference at all? Mm -hmm. And so we began to do this before each game, and it was getting close to the end of the season when we started this. Um, Again, they're quiet boys. They didn't say too much. I asked them, was it useful? Was it helpful? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the moment, sometimes I'd wonder, did they think I was crazy? Right. Uh, It seemed to make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can speak to the difference that you noticed. You could could just see it on the, when it came to our, our championship game, right? Um, the difference was uh, that they, 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 under a lot of pressure, because we played in front of our home crowd, and that was the loudest crowd for students I've ever heard. I could not even hear the buzzer for substitutions on our clock. Like that <laughs> crowd was loud. So some adults would cave under that pressure. Yeah. And, and they played better. They kept, they were, we were down against a big team by around 10 points at one point, and they came yeah. back in the second half. And I think a lot of that is is from the grounding work that you did because they uh, they they had to um, get their bearings in the second half, and we had a really animated talk <laughs> at halftime, <laughs> and I smashed a few lockers. But it's a good compliment from my intensity to your grounding. Uh, they met somewhere in the middle, and they came out and played amazing. And uh, your son had a huge basket with a 20 seconds left to tie the game. That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, a couple of our key players played their games of their life, and we yeah. lost in overtime. But, I, I mean, in overtime in basketball, a game can go any way like any other sport. Yes. And I was just proud of how they played because they played finally like champions, right, no matter what the score was at the end. We lost by two, but it, it's how they played and how they felt about themselves too. So, um, And we had lost a player who had gone away on vacation one of our key starters. So that would have been another reason for the guys to, to wilt in, mm-hmm. in, in the biggest game of their uh, career, but they didn't. So I, th- I think uh, it showed on the court. They're not a real verbal group, but it showed in their actions, which is more yes. important. 
right? Yes, yes. And they, um, I was in the on the stage that day watching them play, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that was, I mean, I've never been to a, prof- I'm going to my first NBA game this Friday, um, so I've never been to a, a real, like a professional game, but I, that was the most exciting thing I've ever seen in my life that yeah, day. Yeah, exciting, that game. Uh, Watching them play the way that they did, bringing everything they had. Sure, they didn't do it in the way that you or I might have. We might have had more, you know, vocalization and enthusiasm that was outwardly, you know, expressed. Mm -hmm. But they were filled on the inside. And that was so apparent when they played. Exactly. Um, And not everybody's the same. Not every team's the same, right? Sometimes, like, I have to realize that. Like, there's no... There's no set way a team or player should be. Like some people just lead by example and they don't speak that much. But as long as their actions uh, coincide with the goals that they say they want, then that's all you can ask, right? It was funny at the end. I waited for them to come out of the change room, and I said to one of them, "I said, are you? Are you? I said you must be." So I was thinking about winning, right? And mm-hmm. I, I said, right. "You must be disappointed, but you guys were awesome." And he goes, "No, I'm, we're not disappointed." And then I went, "Oh my God! Of course they're not disappointed. They were awesome." Mm-hmm. And then I remembered it's not about winning and I was projecting onto them that they would be disappointed that they didn't win but actually they were exactly what I had wished for them which was satisfied Mm -hmm. because they had brought everything that they had to that game and they told me that one by one you know over the next few minutes that they were completely happy with the way that it had turned out because they had played so well and you know what I couldn't ask for anything better for them yeah yeah I mean, I, I would have liked to get that banner for them because they they've been through a lot and they 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 deserved it, but it just didn't work out. But they they gave everything they had, and that's all you and, could ask. And they were the winners because of that. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely. banner I mean, or not, you can take that with you for the rest yes. of your life, right? They can yes. they can take that experience and, and realize the difference between competing and not competing. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a learning experience and and something you can take forward. You know, what What I have for them, I'm coming this week, and what I have in mind this week is, who are your allies? I was thinking about resources, and um, it's uh, they, we've talked about what supports them in their life, but now I want to actually get really specific with them and say, mm-hmm. who can you go to? Right. Who are your allies? Yeah. Identify who they are and have a conversation with each other about why this person is so um, such an ally for you. Right. Yeah, so, I think that's a very important... Uh, important element to our lives, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I was thinking about that also in the terms of this movie that I saw because there were there weren't apparent allies at the beginning and then late adult allies and then they they sort of arrive later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking this dystopian sort of mindset that these kids are growing up with, at least in their popular culture, is that you're all alone and, and you can't really count on anyone. And I want to remind them that they're not, that they yeah. actually have resources and, and people yeah. in their lives. And, and that and includes you. And choose wisely too, right? Not just yeah. be frivolous about the choices yes. you make about who you can trust and yes. who, who you want to, to put... Uh, trust into, right? Like you have trust to. Well, one of the people I know that they can trust is you, Royal. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for being an ally to these kids, a mentor, a coach, for being courageous, for co-creating with me, uh, for bringing all of yourself to your work and to this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me here today and for sharing all of yourself with us. Well, it's my pleasure and thank you for having me. 
And thanks for all the work you do around here and giving me the opportunity to come on a show like this and talk about it. Thanks, Shamim. You are so welcome. Well, it's time for us to close this week's show, but let me leave you with something to simmer in the pot. And actually, don't let this one simmer for too long. What I want you to think about is how can partnering with me help you to build resilience, increase connection, and effectiveness and create sustainable results. Obviously, I wrote that down. So let me say it in my own words. I want to I want to partner with you. I want to partner with your school. I want to partner with your community group. And I want to partner with your business so that you can create the outcomes that you want to create in a way that doesn't use people up, but rather allows them to offer what gifts and strengths they have with the greatest ease possible. So if that's of interest to you, send me an email at shameen at anjaliedership.com. S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. That's it for this week. Thanks so much again to my producer, Doug McCormack, and all the wonderful folks at Voice America. I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadik will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. 